All right, today we're going to talk about something we've been talking about all week at the gym, and that's the secret ingredient to your success in hitting your goals, and that's a famous word that we call consistency. So I want to kind of break it down on, A, obviously why it's so important to stay consistent and think about long-term success versus the short-term intense kind of focus that a lot of people have around training and diet and et cetera. But more importantly is like, how do we actually create consistency with our routine, right? Because that's a big thing. Because at the end of the day, you got to remember that motivation does go through its ebbs and flows, you know? And if you're relying on motivation to get you through your day and your year and your month, like it makes everything a lot harder because those times when you are low, you're generally not going to show up. So we're going to kind of get into the weeds of all that. So hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone has a, a fun weekend planned ahead for themselves if you're listening to this on Friday. So let's jump right into it. Consistency over time equals results, right? And if you look at this as an equation, understand that anything, and I'm obviously going to talk about this very specifically for fitness and nutrition as always, but obviously same thing with business, same thing with life. Um, a lot of us like to look at, especially in the diet world and the exercise world, we tend to look at things as like a time frame, right? So like, hey, I'm going to do an eight-week diet challenge, or I'm going to do a 12-week training program, or I'm going to do all these things, right? Um, and something you guys have heard me say if you've been listening to me long enough is sustainability does need to be the biggest focus and approach behind everything that we do regarding our health. And if you don't take this approach, you are kind of setting yourself up to have success during the time frame that you have set up for yourself or the structure that is planned. And then the problem is if I do an eight-week challenge, what happens on week nine, right? And this is where majority of people fail. Um, and this is something I say all the time in the diet world especially is understand that all diets have worked and continually will work for people as long as they can actually adhere and stick to the protocol that it's actually being provided. But the reason why 95-plus percent of people fail in diets long-term is because there is no sustainability built in. Right, And this is where the name Functional Lifestyles for me kind of originated from is understanding that, yes, training and dieting and whatever, everything that we're doing, it has to become part of the lifestyle in order for it to actually be become more sustainable. So one of the things and kind of where this sparked for us as a team and something that we've been talking a little bit on kind of social media and our team meetings and even some emails to you guys is this is the hardest time of year. Right. This is the hardest time of year for people to be successful with everything that they're doing. And the reason why is as you enter winter months, get a little colder, we lose a little sunshine, um, holidays kick in, you know, families in town, travel picks up a little bit for some people. Um, and that makes everything a lot harder to actually stay sustainable with because you have all these obstacles and roadblocks and distractions along the way. And you're just naturally losing motivation. Like I'll speak for myself here. It's easier to lose motivation when the sun's not out, right? I'm someone that I really think I'm a solar panel, like I'm powered by the sun. So summer months for me, it's easier to stay moving. It's easier to get my exercise in. It's easier to be outside when it gets colder or it's dark or it's rainy or there's less sunshine, especially when the time, um, whatever the times change, I forget the word. <laughs> um, you know, for me, I lose a lot of motivation too. Like it's harder for me to convince myself to go outside and move more. It's harder for me to convince myself to get as intense workouts. But you have to remember that when we look at the difference between motivation and discipline, discipline is showing up and doing the boring work even when you're not there for it, right? Even when you don't have the energy to do it, even when you don't have the motivation to do it. Motivation is something that people will show up when they are motivated and they won't show up when they're not motivated. So they're relying on something that has its ebbs and flows. So I always tell people that motivation is like the stock market. Some days it looks good, some days it looks horrible. Motivation, you have to do remember this, it is a derivative of progress, right? So anytime we're actually seeing progress in our routine, our nutrition plan, our weight loss goals, our financial goals, our relationship, 
we're generally motivated by that. So one of the things that I get quite, you know, asked a lot is how do I actually help with motivation? Because yes, motivation, you can leverage that energy when you do have it on your side, but we also need to remember that we're relying on discipline. But when you actually have progress and we're seeing results, it makes motivation do its job and work. And at the end of the day, we need to remember that we need to build momentum because momentum is really what keeps the choo-choo train, you know, the train going is always the way I like to kind of picture it, is at the end of the day, the hardest part for everybody is starting over or it's starting period, right? So if you're becoming less inconsistent or less consistent, I'm sorry, in the winter months, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to do exactly what every single other person does and they're going to start over in January. And that's almost just as hard is starting over after taking a year break, a two-year break, a decade break. So we don't want to rely on starting over and using the motivation at the beginning of the year or a vacation or a birthday or something to get ready. We want to use those to add momentum on top of the program that we've already created for ourselves and relying on discipline year-round 365 days a year. So that's going to be a big thing. So number one, let's kind of start from the top here. When you look at ways to create consistency for yourself, number one is we always look at goals, right? The goals have to be a big thing. And you also kind of have to take the time to not only set the goals, not only write down the goals, not only talk to people around you about your goals, but most importantly, and I had this in a separate podcast months ago, is your goals need to be aligned with your values and your level of sacrifice, right? Like if, if you're not willing to sacrifice or they're not aligned with your goals, those goals become less sustainable, right? And that's why I'm a big believer of making sure that we're setting goals that are not only realistic, not only that have some form of measurement too, so we can kind of measure progress along the way, um, but also something that's, you know, attainable. Because at the end of the day, if you're setting something that's so far out, right? Like, and you can set these big macro goals. I'm a big believer in setting these kind of almost borderline unrealistic goal, macro goals, but also making sure that we're looking at micro goal planning, right? Because that's going to be a big thing because then you have these small little wins, these small targets that you know are a little bit more realistic and attainable because that builds, it helps with the neurochemistry, right? You're adding a little bit of a dopamine hit every time that you see success there, right? And over time, we're starting to compound this stuff. And that compound growth makes that momentum and makes that kind of train continue to move forward and makes it that much easier for you to do. So number one is really think about taking the time, especially in these times where, you know, your energy or your motivation starts to kind of taper down a little bit or you get into those busier times of year is actually taking the, you know, the 10, 20, 30 minutes to write down your goals, talk to people around you that you care about about your goals. Because one of the things about writing down your goals is it's, A, it's good to get out of your head and actually write it down and see it. Why I like talking to people about it, and this is also why I tell people that you can almost leverage, you know, social media or using your friends or family to kind of help create accountability for yourself. Because if I tell my friends or family I'm going to do X, now I put it out in the world. And I don't want to look like an idiot when I say I did something and I'm just all talking, zero walk. You know, so it is nice to kind of create that free accountability for yourself by talking to people around you about what you are trying to do. Um, so that's going to be number one is the goal setting for me. Um, and then when you look at how you set these goals, try to try to break them up and, and have some structure behind it, right? So breaking them up by quarter or breaking them up by month or breaking them up by year or by week or by day or by workout or whatever you are doing. Because the cool thing about measuring progress, and this is why I'm such a big data guy with things, is something that we do here at Functional Lifestyles for people that are listening to this that are not members is, you know, we measure body composition. So muscle mass, body fat percentage, total weight. Um, we measure kind of performance inside the gym. So what weights are you using? What times are you getting on these workouts? We measure movement screens, you know, so we actually score the assessment based off, you know, success or lack thereof. 
um, nutrition. Like there's so many different variables. And why I like having a very well-rounded approach to measuring things, like I even measure sleep, you can measure blood work, you can measure whatever, right? There's so many things to do, is when you have a little bit more of a well-rounded approach to measurements, when you see an area that has some level of success and maybe one or two areas that don't have success, it still shows you that you are making progress, right? And I think this is where a lot of us get confused and where a lot of us lose motivation is a lot of us are just very kind of focused on a singular thing, right? A singular goal. Like, hey, I want to lose weight. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We all know this from probably practice ourselves that weight loss is not linear and it never will be, right? So we have to understand that there's times of plateaus. There's times that sometimes we even go backwards. Um, and there's times that we have tremendous success, right? And if you're only relying on the times you have success, I'd hate to break it to you, but that's going to be way less than 100% of the time, right? So measuring other things like adherence to diet or actually body composition, not even just total body weight or movement screen or your strength and performance inside of the gym, if my weights go up in the gym and my times improve, my aerobic capacity you know, improves, my range of motion improves, but maybe my scale didn't change that last two weeks, yeah, it sounds a little defeating when you actually have a weight loss goal, but you have to remember that your body is making progress. The only time I would ever say that it actually is something that I would agree with you that it's like, hey, this is very demotivating is if everything has really hit a plateau. And then that's where you really need to take a big step back and look at kind of your planning and your structure, right? There's four big reasons people go get a coach or go get help. Number one, you don't have the know-how, you don't have the knowledge, right? If you do not know how to get your body from point A to point B because you lack the education to connect these two dots, obviously it's going to make things very impossible for you to do. Number two is then going to be structure. Structure is the difference. Like if I'm going to use exercise as an example, knowledge would be, hey, do I know how to do a deadlift with proper form? Cool. Structure is knowing how to plan that, right? Do you know how to actually write a program? Do you know how to periodization of how your programming actually excels and progressively overloads over time? Um, you know, the reps, the sets, the rest, the ratio, the tempo, like, you know, the nuts and bolts of kind of the planning. That's what structure is. Number three is accountability, which basically means you could be the most knowledgeable person I've ever met. You can have the best structure and planning in the world, but if you don't do it, defeats the entire purpose, right? So that's accountability. And then the last one's motivation. So we're kind of starting this conversation today from the top down, but I always like to think about it also in reverse, is if you want to fix something from the top down, also start from the foundation and work up. So a lot of it is actually having the knowledge, right? And there's a lot of people right now that are trying to do a lot by themselves, and that's kind of mainly, especially just due to the pandemic, because we're doing a lot of things at home, or either YouTube videos, or there's a lot of lack of structure there. So number one is getting yourself surrounded by either the people or the coaches or the programming that you need to have the education and have the structure in place for you to actually be accountable to it. With a plan, you then can become accountable, because that accountability is because you have a plan, because you have something to show up for. You know exactly what to do. The reason why a lot of people that go by the gyms by themselves actually fail more frequently than the people that work with trainers or classes is because, yeah, you might be someone that's motivated enough to actually go to the gym, but if you're doing the same thing over and over, not only are you probably not going to see results, you're definitely just going to get bored, right? Or most of the time, combination of both. So when we look at trying to leverage motivation as something that we can use as something that kind of aid us in our process of our goals, Look at it from the top or the bottom up instead of the top down, right? Even though we're trying to fix motivation, we would think, okay, fix motivation, let's fix accountability, but it's uh, it happens in reverse of itself, right? Now, when you comes to discipline, right, here's the thing at the end of the day that I, and I, I'm a little bit more brash than most people, so forgive me if I offend you a little bit in how I say this. Um, I always kind of had a statement that I tell people you need to make moves or make excuses. Um, a lot of people make a lot of excuses for why they are not in a certain place in life, right? Why they're not a certain body fat, why they're not a, you know, a, 
successful with their diet or they don't have enough money or a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is. Um, and I've had this in multiple podcasts. Well, this comes down to a mindset thing at the end of the day. If you play the victim and you don't think that you will be successful with what you're going to do, you've already lost. Right? So there's no point even starting because you've already lost. The mindset has to switch, right? When we look at trying to create consistency, you have to believe it's possible in the first place. Yes, your goals have to be motivating enough. Yes, your goals have to be aligned with your values and your level of sacrifice because that gives you something to objectively work towards, right? And that allows you to stay consistent, right? And consistency is another derivative of motivation and discipline. So, right, when we're talking about discipline, remember that you have to do the work, Right, and this is something that I put in the title for the email for the one that's coming out today or tomorrow, and it's called "Do the Boring Work." There's a guy that I follow. His name's Alex Hormozzi, and he's uh, he owns a company. I mean, he owns a portfolio of companies now, but he's a big marketing guru, kind of in the fitness space, and guy I definitely admire and look up to. And it's one of his statements, his famous statements that he says for his business and sales training and everything else in life is, you know, you got to do the boring work. Right? Successful people at the very top of the food chain, it's they don't do the really really advanced stuff. They just do the basics really well, and they repeat that over and over and over and over again. And I think we see that a lot with people here um, with fitness, and we see that a lot in the world with nutrition and diet is we get that shiny object syndrome, right? We get that grass is greener on the other side, or we get, hey, I'm starting to slow down or not see results or plateau. Okay, let's jump to the next thing, right? You have to be disciplined enough to understand that you doing the boring work is what's gonna separate you from your excuses and from your goals, right? The goal is to accomplish these things. These goals is to actually be a results-oriented process the entire time because results will drive motivation, Results will drive progress and progress and motivation and all these other things just make it easier to stay disciplined where we lose discipline, where we lose motivation. I'm sorry, the motivation, not discipline is when we start to not see these things. Right. And that's where you have to take the time to take a step back from everything that you're doing and really evaluate what's really aligned for what you want to do. And are you taking time to actually come back to goal setting? A lot of people, like they join the gym, for example, and they say, hey, I want to lose I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to put five pounds of muscle on. I want to be able to increase my deadlift by 100 pounds. I want to take a minute off my mile time. I want to just feel better. I want to have more energy, whatever the goals are, right? Um, but they put that out there, and then they never really come back to it. That, I think, is one of the biggest mistakes when you think about goal setting, right? So a lot of this, if you kind of hear the reoccurring theme here, is when you look at consistency behind what you do, number one, it's going to be having goals and having things that actually mean something to you. So you have a point B. Point A is where you're currently at, right? Learn from your past. Don't think about tomorrow, but plan for it. Stay present as best you can. But have a goal. Have an objective. Have something that you actually are chasing because that gives you something to focus on. Don't get focused on the end result. Then after you plan the result, it's focused on the process. Two, like I said, it's it really comes down to the mindset. At the end of the day, you have to remember if you play the victim for everything that you do in your life, like there's nothing that I can do that's going to give you the right tactics or the right plan or the right education to actually fix that because that is something that needs to be fixed first. This is why mindset is at the absolute bottom of my foundation for our six dimensions of what optimizing health and success in all life is because if you don't address this first, it doesn't matter how fancy the program is. It doesn't matter how good the diet is. It doesn't matter how cool your protocol is for stress management or almost fancy sleep tools that I've been talking about in the previous podcast. All that does not matter. So the mindset obviously is a huge piece. Getting out of that victim and actually looking at this being something that's possible and this being something that you can convince yourself you do. If you want to lose 50 pounds, go do it. You want to make $10 million in a year, go do it. But tell yourself, build the mindset towards it, become resilient, and understand that like, 
if success was linear, we probably would all be very successful. We would all be very lean. We'd all be, we'd all be on the top of the totem pole when it comes to all these things, right? And this is why majority of people will never be successful is because they're not willing to go through these level of discomfort. They're not willing to understand that growth is on the other side of your comfortability. So being a little bit brash, like I said, is sometimes what we need to hear. You need to understand that you will fall off. You will run into obstacles. You will run through hardship. You will run through times of low motivation, low energy. So instead of becoming scared of it or becoming, you know, shattered or rattled by it, understand that that's a part of the process, right? And try to think about this as more instead of an avoidance type of, you know, theory and approach. Think about inviting these things, right? So what I mean by that is when I think that I know something's going to happen in the future that's going to run me into it, and I'm already premeditated on it, and I know it's going to happen, it's not that I'm ready for it at the end of the day. I'm not saying that, hey, be ready to go bankrupt or be ready to gain 100 pounds of fat. Like, Just understand that they're part of the process. So instead of looking at trying to avoid these things as you're going along the process with yourself, understand that it is a part of the process. Right. And that allows you to stay present and that allows you to be a little bit more comfortable when you do have those times. Because think about it with exercise, you're going to get injured sometimes with nutrition. You're going to run into holidays. You're going to fall off your diet plan. You know, you're going to have times at work that get a little bit more stressful at times in life in a pandemic where you're going to add a lot of more stress. Like you just have to understand that the mindset always is something I come back to that it is such a big piece. So when you think about that consistency behind what you do, remember coming back to this equation consistency is results right that's where all the results lie it's consistency i think a lot of people look at this as like intensity right short term success go as hard as i can consistency over time will always equal your results assuming you're on the right plan right and a lot of us especially for those that are here at functional lifestyles we we are helping you guys build structure and educate you along the way and for those that are at home and those that are feel lost like Take that as an opportunity to understand if you're not being like successful by yourself, that that's an opportunity for you to look at like, okay, well, maybe I need to go get help. Maybe I need to go educate myself or just go hire someone that is educated in this space. Maybe I need to go build myself a structure or have someone build me a structure, whatever it is. Take that as an opportunity to learn and grow for yourself because that's where you're going to be able to set the structure to become accountable and then build that motivation based off success, right? So I'm going to try to keep this one a little shorter today. I just wanted this going to be a little bit of motivation hoorah for people. Um, so coming back to that, just really focus on goal setting, really focus on mindset and your approach to it. Understand that hardship and times of kind of obstacles and distractions will come. And this is going to be the hardest time of year to do that. Um, and especially the winter months because we're getting lack of energy from lack of sunshine, darker days, you know, colder weather, it's easier to want to stay at home. But you guys got to remember this, especially the last 19 months, you guys have been inside almost all day long. Do yourself a favor, focus on building my momentum by doing small little things over time, right? And letting those compound over time, right? Because it's not about going and doing three hours of lifting if you've never done lifting in five years, right? It's about maybe starting with a 10 minute walk and then a 20 minute walk. And then doing that once a week and then twice a week. And letting these things compound and build over time, you'll have way better success this way. That's one thing you need to remember. Okay? All right, guys. We'll take care. Have a great weekend if you're listening to this on Friday. If not, I will talk to you guys next week. And we'll go from there. Take care.